We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back on this Friday. Mike Hoss and Deuce McAllister, December 22nd, the Saints' tough loss in Los Angeles against the Rams. Joining us now, an Odyssey insider, Baldy, Brian Baldinger, joining us. Brian, welcome to the show. You're on with Mike and Deuce McAllister. Mike, Deuce, happy Merry Christmas to y'all. Um, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. So take well, well, there's a few angles we're going to look at. We're going to talk about, of course, the Saints, then really the two games this weekend that impact them, Jacksonville, Tampa, Indy, and Atlanta. But the Saints and Dennis Allen, the, about 15, 20 minutes ago, talked to the media, and he said, you know, frankly, just we weren't consistent in any area of the game to, to play a team really as talented as the Rams and that played as well as the Rams and played as well as the Rams have been playing the last five weeks. Well, that's true. I mean, um, they executed at a very high level from the very beginning. Um, you know, the, look, the Saints play, have played great man coverage, man defense all year long and have given quarterbacks like they just saw against Carolina and the Giants fits. But this is a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback they played last night. And it's just a different game. It's just you have to play a different defense. You have to – and then you have to match that, you know, offensively. And Derek Carr – and what they're doing offensively can't compete with the Rams right now. And it was, look, they made a couple nice touchdowns in the fourth quarter, down 30-7 to to make it close. But honestly, I thought the Rams are just playing and and executing at a, a totally different level than the Saints are. Brian, when I look at it, you know, probably the biggest area that I was disappointed in um, was was the play in the trenches. I mean, and that's, mm-hmm. that, that's probably – that's where you lost yep. the game, to be honest. I mean, because yeah. I felt like if the New Orleans Saints offensively could block them up front, that they could they yeah. could give themselves a chance. I mean, they could they could mm-hmm. give themselves a chance. I felt like that with the receivers and the skill positions that they had, that they could win. There were some matchups that they could win down the field, but not yep. being able to block them consistently up front, and then that leads to not being able to run the ball, and vice versa. Um, the Rams, you know, they may not have a lot of uh, names up front as far as guys that that people know across the league, but they dominated the line of scrimmage against the Saints uh, last night. Both sides, Deuce. Both sides. I mean, you, you saw, I don't know how many yards Kamara had. He was getting about two yards a carry. Uh, I don't know what the final tally was, but it wasn't very good. And so they couldn't run it against him. And then you watch what Kyron Williams did. And, I mean, he's, he's a great back, a great young back that people are finding out about now. He leads the National Football League in, you know, 96 yards a game right now. Uh, even McCaffrey can't match that. But, uh, I, I thought that, you know, the Rams fixed their offense line this year. They they picked up Kevin Dotson from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they drafted uh, Avila, and Alaric Jackson stepped in for Whitworth, and they put their line together, and they played really, really good, Deuce, um, for most of the year. And when Kyron Williams is in there, they could run the ball with the best of them right now in this business. And and then vice versa, you know, the Saints, I mean, they really couldn't, they couldn't do much up front. And so it became a passing game for them, and, you know, they just weren't, um, you know, just weren't up to speed. 
Brian, when you look at that Saints offensive line, and this is just from uh, an outsider's view, and me and Mike were talking about it earlier, the, the play that they love to run is outside zone. But mm-hmm. how that line is built – it, it, it seems that they're more built to run inside scheme or at least more zone or, or, or gap scheme. You know, it, it, it's really late in the year. I mean, I don't think that they ever got comfortable with a fit, whether it was gap scheme or zone scheme, to be able to produce from a rushing standpoint consistently. Well, I mean, Doug Brooms has coached both styles, Deuce, and, um, you know, I think that, the style of offense they would like to run. They would like to be able to execute that outside zone. I think you got to be able to do both, to be honest with you. I mean, the zone scheme is good, but, you know, teams want to try to take that away. It's good that it's, it's good sometimes just to punch people in the mouth and run some power and pull some guards and pull some backside tackles. They don't seem to be particularly good at it. Um, and so maybe that's one reason why they don't do a lot of it. But, you know, I think, you know, they, they, they missed on Trevor Penning at left tackle and, they're playing some guys that probably are backups in this business right now. So, and they're down ram check. And so they're playing a young kid and young at right tackle. Um, they got to be better up front, too, period. So, Baldy, you are correct about Alvin. He had nine carries, 19 yards, long of, 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 of five. So, uh, rushing the ball was, 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 was tough last night. And I, and I kind of looked. Some the Saints have, we've seen this before this down by 19 points and they make this you know come back towards the end. To me, I want to kind of talk about the end of the second quarter. So Saints are down 10 nothing. The Rams just miss a field goal, so the little momentum shift. Saints come down 45 yarder to Rashid Shahid to make it 10 seven. All of a sudden we got a new ball game. Yep. Rams go three and out. Saints get the football, face a third and five. They're already in Ram territory, so they're driving under two minutes Alavi to play. Alave drops it, and so, and then it's fourth and five. Uh, don't get it, uh, incomplete, and bam, the Rams go down, score a touchdown. So instead yep. of the possibility of fourteen ten, maybe Saints are ten ten at halftime. You're down seventeen seven, and the momentum that you might have had, you never got back. I agree. That was a big pivot. I, I really questioned the call at the time. I'm not, you know, playing, um, you know, uh, 2020 here. But, I mean, I, I thought at that time you pump that ball and you make them go a long field. And if they can do it, they can do it. But I, I put my defense out there on the field at 10-7 right there and don't give them a short field. Unless they had a play that they absolutely, you know, felt really good about, um, that they, you know, that has worked in the past and, you know, maybe the Rams hadn't seen whatever, but I, I thought that was a real gamble uh, right there. I thought if you don't make it, you're giving the Rams a half a field, and, you know, they, they got the plays that they needed to go down and, and punch it in, and then they got the ball to start the third quarter and went down and kicked the field goal, and it started to get away from them pretty quickly. But that was definitely a pivotal play in the game, and I'm sure if Den- Dennis Allen was asked about it, he might rethink that situation right there. Because, you know, honestly, there was a play early in the game that bothered me. Um, you know, when it was third and 20, early in the first quarter, and they just, you know, they, they ran a quick draw, and they seemed content just to punt the ball away. And I thought, well, if they're not going to be aggressive there, are they going to be aggressive at all all night? Because I always think you got to be aggressive. Even at the end of the first half, when there was 15 seconds left, and you had timeouts, like, I think you have to be aggressive all the time in this league, especially – if you're going up against an offense that's clicking as well as the Rams are. Yeah, one of the issues, though, is you, you talked about it earlier. 
you get the sack on third down and it, it forces you to punt. And so it changed a little bit of what you could do and the clock in the quarterback uh, in his head. Uh, you talked about that 15 seconds. You remember the play before, the previous play. He threw a deep ball and it was pressure. He probably threw it. He said it. He threw it quicker or sooner than he wanted to. But one of the defensive linemen was was coming down and you know we we talked about it i don't even think rasheed ever located it i mean and it, it landed probably seven or eight yards in front of him him normally that's one that he's going to go and get but he never even located it not knowing that it would be thrown or when it was thrown and so you know i it, for me it all boils down to can you give the quarterback enough time and he never was comfortable and once he became uncomfortable and then you had a couple of drops on third down you never got your rhythm back I agree with that, Deuce, and, and conversely, I thought uh, Matt Stafford had good time last night. I thought he had real good time. Um, they, they they barely touched him all night long. I think they got one sack. But, I mean, really, yeah, he they backed didn't harass into him. It. When, when he had a time to escape and buy time, he did it two or three times, including the one to Demarcus Robinson for 30-something yards uh, at the end of the first half there. I mean, he was able to do a scramble drill, get the ball out and saw the field really well. Um, you know, I thought that when they rushed four last night, they, they didn't get much pressure on, on Matt Stafford. So looking at this weekend for the Saints and really just the NFC South, you have Jacksonville at Tampa. Right now, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable. Indianapolis at Atlanta. The Saints need all the help they can get. These two are AFC games for both of these NFC South opponents. Uh, Jacksonville was playing great, but boy, they've really struggled uh, in, in most recent weeks. How kind of you know shape those games up for us? Well, I mean, the, Jacksonville surprisingly they don't run the ball well at all. I mean, Travis Etienne is a non-factor in most of these games. He was against the Ravens uh, last Sunday night when they last played. Um, that, that's and so they're down Christian Kirk and. Other guys have gotten hurt, including Trevor. So, but you know, defensively, they've just given up a lot of big plays. They did against the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I was just getting dizzy watching Lamar Jackson run around and make one throw after another. And so, but that's been going on now. I mean, Jacksonville at one time had a really good record, but it's about how you're playing in December right now. They're not playing good football. So, Look, Tampa Bay has figured out how to run the ball. They've played the same five offensive linemen up front. They've gotten better. Uh, Tristan Wirfs going to the left side. Took a while for him to adjust. But, you know, Rashad White right now, the last month, is having a really good month. And Baker Mayfield just finished the best game of his life up in Green Bay. And then, you know, Atlanta's like they're going back to Taylor Heineke right now, which they should because Desmond Ritter was just awful last week against Carolina, and you have to do something to try and ignite the team. Um, but I, I really like the way Indianapolis is playing. Um, they're running the football really good right now. Uh, the, the quarterback, Gardner Minshew, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And defensively, they're surprisingly, because they, they've been drafting defense linemen uh, at the top of the draft for a long time. And those kids are starting to really come on. They're, their pass rush is pretty good. I think they're going to affect uh, Taylor Heineke in this game. Well, Baldy, we appreciate your time. As always, it's going to be interesting. Always is. The NFL somehow just manages a way to to get these these teams and these games that uh, have impact and have, uh, you know, playoff implications. We'll see how it all shakes out this weekend. But as always, have a great Christmas, and thanks for joining us. 
Merry Christmas, guys. Have Merry a great Chris- one, and I'll talk to you soon. You as well, Baldy. Merry Christmas, brother. Thanks, Otis- yep. See you, buddy. Odyssey Insider, Baldy, joining us, talking about the NFC South and what has to happen. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.